0: Hello, everyone. Dave Therian here. And I want to introduce a brand new series we're going to be doing this week. And again, I'm bringing you the sermon format from Sunday mornings. Give you a different uh, taste of our teachings here rather than being live, which we like to do. We're bringing you the Sunday sermons, different flavor. I hope you get a lot out of it. Today, we're going to begin a series entitled Songs of Joy. You know, God wants us to have joy and He wants us to sing. Happy songs, and the songs have happiness in them, you know why? Because they're about God. That's why when we focus on who God is and what God does for us, you have to be joyful and there are many psalm song, songs and psalms that the people sang, which were very happy, joyful songs. So today we're going to begin, we'll be in the psalms all week, and today we're going to say why we praise Him. Do you ever wonder that? Do you ever go to church and wonder, why do I sing? Why do we sing these songs to God? Well, today you're going to learn why we praise Him. And I hope it gives you a real special renewed fervor for praising God. I believe that music and singing are a gift from God. It it helps us to express our emotions depending on the mood that we're in. Anybody here ever have different moods? Yeah, we get that all the time. It's called being moody, okay? Sometimes we have a happy mood. And we we like songs like, oh, happy day, which we'll be singing pretty soon. Then we have got those sad songs, you know, which express how we feel. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That's a sad one, you know. Then we've got songs that tell stories. I'm sure you've heard of Bad Bad Leroy Brown, right? And, of course, the blues. Every once in a while, we sing the blues with B.B. King. The thriller's gone. And there's so many other songs that express how we feel. And isn't it interesting? When we're happy, we don't want to sing the blues. And when we're sad, we don't want to sing happy songs. Because each one fits a mood. Songs are so vital to our existence that God included them in our relationship with Him. You know, it's not just praying and learning and giving and serving and fellowshipping. It's singing. It's just as much a part of our relationship with God as anything else. It's called worship. In the Old Testament, God's people compiled 150 songs, they're called Psalms, And they're to sing for all kinds of reasons. Psalms fall into general categories. Psalms of praise. Psalms of thanksgiving. There are called wisdom psalms, which speak of the sovereignty and the character of God. There are the laments, which are very sad psalms. And then there are royal psalms that celebrate God as king. And why did God do this? Because we need to sing. That's why. Today, like I said, we'll begin a short series on songs of joy. Every week we're going to look at a joyful song, beginning with Psalm 146, working our way up to Psalm 150. Today we begin with Psalm 146, and this is the basic theme of the psalm. Don't trust anything or anyone but God. Don't put your confidence anywhere except in God. That's the theme of the psalm. We pick it up in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. So this looks like it's going to be a happy psalm. The psalmist begins with praise to God because he knows there's no one else as faithful as him. Here is someone that looks at everybody in the whole world and he says, there's none like God. No, none is as faithful as God. The word praise is the word halal. It's where we get the word hallelujah. And it's not a word to be spoken lightly, said Charles Spurgeon. You know, the word hallelujah is not a word we just throw around. It's a very serious word because it points to God. So praise the Lord, oh my soul. And when he put in there, oh my soul, that means this is not lip service. This isn't just moving the lips and letting words come through the mouth. The songwriter, some believe to be Zechariah, is not just calling others to worship, but he is worshiping from his own soul as well. See, worship begins with the leader. Zechariah, who wrote the Psalm, worship begins with him. So he's worshiping God and expects others to follow. Just like in any praise service that we have in church. It begins with the leader. And the leader is worshiping God. And the congregation and the singers, everybody follows the worship leader. He's not just calling. He's not just offering God words that maybe rhyme or don't rhyme. Because you know what? And here's what people need to realize. It's not cool to not sing. Did you know that? It's not cool to not sing. Some people don't sing. And I wonder if they think because I'm too cool to sing. It's not cool to not sing. Why do we sing? Because we're thankful. We're thankful for our salvation. We're thankful for the spiritual gifts that God has given us to make our lives count. We're thankful that we have a home in heaven. We know where we're going, and it's going to be really nice. So in verse 2, the psalmist said, I will praise the Lord while I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. What is he saying? That... While I live, I'm going to love. While I breathe, I will bless. He sees life as an opportunity to express thanks to God and praise to God and worship to God. He's saying, you know, my life is but a vapor, and I'm going to use my life to bless my God. And the short time that I have on the earth, my life is going to... Bless God. On earth, I sigh and I praise. But in heaven, I will sing and I will praise. Oh, he knows he's looking forward to a great future. And there's nothing wrong with being heavenly minded. Every once in a while, we need to like stop in our tracks and say, wait a minute. This is a passing through. I'm a stranger. I'm an alien in this land. My home is in heaven. We need to remind ourselves of that. As the song says that we used to sing years ago, maybe some people still sing it. No more crying there. I'm going to see the king. No more dying there. I'm going to see the king. That's a happy song. That's a song about a happy future. Remember when Jesus said, He was the vine, and apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's our connection with Christ that inspires our praises. You know, if we, like, draw away from Christ in our daily walk, our praises become dry because we're withering. But if we stay connected, our praises remain fresh. They remain serious and real. So, therefore, I have no being apart from my God. Apart from God, what am I? Pfft. Nothing. Nothing really. Just a withered old stick. That's all I am. Verse three. Do not trust in princes, in mortal man, in whom there is no salvation. His spirit departs, he returns to the earth, and that very day his thoughts perish. Wow. Men are far too apt to depend on the great ones on earth and forget the great one in heaven, someone said. And we kind of do that, don't we? We depend on, oh, the great people of the earth to get us through, to bring us solutions, and yet (laughs) we forget about the greatest one, the greatest one in heaven, the one above. Do not trust in princes. Why? Princes are mere men. That's all they are. And often with great needs. And they have problems too. And they have issues too. And the rulers of the world have baggage. And the rulers of the world don't have it together. So why would we trust in those that don't when we have a God that does? He does have it together. They have cares they have problems, and you know what? They're prone to mislead others. People are prone to mislead people. That's why sometimes we have a tendency. We're going through something, We jump. we go to St. Telephone. We call up our best friend. What should I do? What should I do? Hang that thing up. Go to God. Go to his word. What shall I do, God? Let God lead you. God's spirit will lead you through his word. So the song just said it here in verse four, in whom or verse three, in whom there is no salvation. Salvation means deliverance. There's no deliverance. The ultimate deliverance that we often look for is in God. This is why we sing. This is why we worship, because only God can deliver the way we need to be delivered. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3:19. The fate of the sons of men and the fate of beasts, it's the same. As one dies, so dies the other. Indeed, they all have the same breath. There's no advantage for man over beast, for all is vanity. So what he's saying is, in our human nature, in our human existence, we die. Just like the animals die. Now, that's not a, a, a plug for evolution because we're made in the image of God and our soul goes on. But physically speaking, we all die. The thing that's going to happen to everybody is the thing that surprises us the most. Ain't that a kicker? But we all die. So in verse 5 of Psalm 146, how blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You know, the Bible calls God at times the God of Jacob intentionally. The God of Jacob is the God of the promise. He's the God of wrestling, wrestling in prayer. He's the God who forgives the deceiver and the one who changes his name to Israel. See, the God of Jacob means that there's hope for those who fail. When we fail and we mess up really bad, the God of Jacob says, I'm your God too. I'm your God. I'm here for you. I will deliver you. I will change you. So he gave Jacob a new name, a new identity. Israel. He became a new, a new, a new creature. As do we? We become a new creation in Christ. Before salvation, yeah, we were Jacob. And after salvation, we have a new identity. We're the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. I'm like, what? We're the bride. The most intimate relationship between any two individuals. Bride and groom. And we are the bride Of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we sing. That's why we sing and we praise. And we give thanks. How blessed is the man who gets his help from this God. The Lord God. How blessed is the one who knows where to go. In time of help. To God. How blessed is the one who knows who to call on. God. How blessed is the one who is delivered. Not from man. But from God. That's where that inner joy comes from, that strength comes from, from going to God. We pour out our heart to God, and God fills us with his strength and his wisdom and his stamina. Can you yet see God in your life? You know what I fear? I fear that even maybe some of you here today, you still have not seen him. You haven't seen them, demonstrated by your anemic worship. Anemic. Imagine going to, people come to your birthday party, and there you are, sitting on the big high chair, the cake and the candles, and they're all singing. Happy birthday you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. To you. <laughs> Birthday. To. You. How would you feel? Maybe oh wow, thank you for that. Oh, yeah. No, you want happy. How about for he's a jolly good fellow? For he's a jolly good fellow. Some people like this. For he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. So, you know, so we worship God, right? I love you, Lord. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not cool to not worship. Okay? It's not. Better to be a fool than not cool. God just gave me that. That just, Pastor Ron, that just came straight from heaven. There's magic up here in this pulpit this is for our own good, because see, worship is freeing. Oh, it is. Worship is freeing. When you raise your hands to worship God, you're surrendering to God. You know what God is doing? He's taking control. Let me tell you, he needs to control us more. Amen? Oh, yeah. He needs to control what we think, what we say, and what we do. And that's why we need to worship. Verse 6, look at this God. Huh, he made the heaven and the earth. How about that? Did you know that? Did you know God made the heaven and the earth? No, you wouldn't think so. He made the heaven and the earth. Oh, he made the sea. And not only that, all that is in it. He not only made all the water, he put all kinds of fish in it. Why he put jellyfish, I'll never know. But he filled the seas. He keeps... Faith forever. Oh, it keeps faith forever. He who made heaven for him can make heaven for us. You know, initially, heaven was made for God. And now he makes it for us. So we have something that cannot be improved on God's house, God's home. He who made the sea can get us through the storm. If God made the sea, God can control it, and God can bring us through. He not only made the world, he keeps it in existence. As Hebrews 1.3 says, that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. Why is this world continuing to be sustained? Because Christ holds it up. The word of his power. This world is going nowhere until Jesus says that it is. It's not going to explode. It's not going to fall apart until Christ says, explode or fall apart because he maintains the earth. Verse 7, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, and the Lord sets the prisoners free. So, what does he do? He brings justice, compassion, and deliverance. That's what it it only comes from Christ. Forget about getting that from man. It's not a fair world. It's not fair. That's the way it is. But with God, there's justice, compassion, and deliverance. Verse 8 The Lord opens the eyes of the blind, the Lord raises up those who are bowed down, the Lord loves the righteous. You know who the righteous are? You. Those who put their faith in Christ. Oh, God loves you because you have a son. See, spiritual blindness and the fall of man can only be helped by God. Without God, people stay condemned. We die in our sins. But because of God, we've been redeemed. This is why we worship him. This is a song Of joy. Joy comes from knowing who God is and that is why there are so many miserable people today because they don't know this God. That's all that's missing. Knowledge of God. Oh, knowledge of God can change things. Changes everything. Changes our perspective. Changes our thinking. It doesn't change so much the world but it changes the way we look at the world and when you change the way you look at the world you change you and God is in the business of changing people he's not in the business of changing the world he's in the business of changing us then in verse 9 the Lord protects the strangers he supports the fatherless and the widow but he thwarts the way of the wicked. God is there for all people. Many strangers are looked at with suspicious eyes these days. Don't we live in any kind of a paranoid society? There was a time when someone rang the bell, you ran to the door and welcomed everybody in. Now someone rings the bell and it's like, shh, shut the light off. Get the dog in the other room. It's like, we're very suspicious. Who's out there? What are they selling? What are they peddling? So different. Very different world. But God welcomes the strangers. And you know what? We're strangers in this world, as I said. Strangers and aliens. And God, he's always got his eye on us. The King James says he preserves us. English Standard Version says he watches over us. So remember that. When you're in a strange situation, God is watching the whole thing. He's watching over you. He's right there. This is why we praise him. This is why we sing. Because God is in every aspect of our life. What should we do in the presence of so great a king but enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise? Look at verse 10. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. God's not going anywhere. That's good to know. Always was, always will be. He's not going anywhere. So when we think about praising God, the first thing we do, you know what we do? We lay our life aside and forget about ourselves. And we step into his presence And we think about him, who he is, what he's done for each and every one of us. Let's have a brand new attitude when we come to church and worship. And remember, it doesn't matter what people see. What matters is what God sees. And you know, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. I like that. God inhabits the praises of his people. God is there. So we don't limit your praising to church. Man, you can have church every day. You can have church in your car. You can have church with your headphones on out for a walk. and just praising God and thanking God for who he is. It gives us a whole new mindset. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I thank you that we get to thank you through songs of praise songs of thanksgiving songs of worship God help us to praise you we are so limited in our being I pray Lord help us that our praise would be worthy of who you are and for those that are here without Jesus Christ I want you to know Jesus died for the sins of the whole world he died for everybody And if you have not been regenerated by God's Holy Spirit through faith in Christ, today's the day. You say, yes, God, I believe. I believe Jesus came and died for my sins. The blood that he shed washed them all away. And now I'm coming to you. And I ask you to forgive me and to save me. Amen. I'll tell you what. There's nothing like knowing who God is because that's the motivation for praising him, for giving him what he is due. You know, this is a message that, well, we did get to the end. I was glad of that. But you can catch it again on our podcast at the Hope Club podcast on iTunes, Spotify. You can catch it on our website at newhopecc.tv. Just scroll down a little bit. All of our messages are there. And uh, join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club Get devotionals every day. Check out the podcast every day. You know why? You can listen to them on the way to work, on the way home from work, in the waiting room, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing. Nothing like receiving the Word of God. Because like I said, the more we know Him, the more reason we have to praise Him. And how many people today, they're not that happy. And why not? Because they don't know God. They don't know how to see God in the circumstances of their lives. They don't know how to do it, because they don't see Him. But when you've been made alive by His Holy Spirit, all of a sudden something happens. The, the windows of heaven are opened. The channel to heaven has been opened. And you do become, oh yeah, a brand new creation. You become now a divine creation. And you're on a par with God. And I'll tell you what, you can now have a relationship with God and fellowship with God. And you know, that's all he wants. He wants to have fellowship with those that he loves. Don't you? You want to have fellowship with those that you love? It enhances the fellowship. God loves us. He wants to have fellowship with us. It enhances our relationship with him. He wants to be our all. And he wants to be in all, if you if we would give him that opportunity. So think about it. Think about the value of worship, how important it is, and why we praise him. And maybe you're a generous giver and a faithful server, and you know the Word of God, but singing to God is just as important. Singing to God and lifting our hands, it's surrender to God, giving God his due, and it's also, huh? Placing Him where He deserves to be, on the throne of our hearts. Think about that. Is God on the throne of your heart? Well, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming along today, and I hope this series is really going to be enlightening all week long. Next time we're together, we're going to see how we praise God through word, song, and life. Read Psalm 147 in preparation. That we praise God through the songs we sing, the words we speak, the life we live. Oh, yeah. It's all about praising God. It'll really make a difference in your life. Thank you for coming along. Really think about these things. And I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.